Welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. today. You know, if I were to ask you, each of you, the question, do you want what's best for your life? Do you want the best for your life? I think everybody would say yes. Now, whether you believe it or not, or that it's possible for you, that's a different story. But I said, if I said, do you want the best for your life? I believe your response would be yes, because I haven't met anyone that doesn't want the best for their life. Now, they may not be living in it. They may not, uh, they may not feel like they can have it, but they, they still want the best for their life. You know, and once you step into the best and you know and you sense this, what is best, then you really don't want to go back to how things were before you know, we uh, obviously we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, so I thought it'd be appropriate to share something about some good fruit, and um, just sticking with the theme, I'm that I'm that way. We, you know, Pastor David and Pastor Sydney just came back a few weeks ago from Uganda, or if you're from there, Uganda, and um, and they had such an amazing time. And I've had the privilege of going many times there myself, a lot with Pastor David. We went years ago together. And when we would go, what, often what we do there is we help build at the Watoto villages, their children's villages. And so you help build schools or, or dormitories or, or little homes. And it's like it's just laying big bricks most of the day. That's what you do. And it's just really awesome because they have a crew that helps get you all lined up and you just go to work doing this. And you take a lunch break and you go get on your little, the little van, the little people mover. And I remember when we'd, we'd be, I mean, we worked pretty hard actually doing this. And, and then we'd go, we'd go for lunch and they would always like have the, uh, uh, this fresh pineapple. So they would just cut the pineapple right there. And I'm just saying it was so good. Even if, you know, even if you're not a fruit person, uh, you eat something like that, you're like, oh, my gosh, this tastes so good. And that's how it was. Like, it was the best pineapple. Like, I don't even like other pineapple hardly anymore. It's the best because I let you say, well, you haven't been very many places. Well, that's okay. All I know is pineapple here doesn't compare to pineapple there. It's the best. And so if you're hungry this morning, say amen. Oh, that's good. It's a good I meant for the word of God. I'm so glad you are ready. You are hungry. And, um, and so I just wonder, why, would, why in our lives would we settle for, for something that's not what God has for us? Don't settle for second best. I want to encourage you today to believe for God's best. Now, often when I say this, there are people that think that, well, Pastor Scotty, when you talk about the best, you're, it's, that's usually for them. Because you don't know this about me, but good things don't happen to me. I, I've been through some, some bad things, and it, it just seems like nothing ever works out. Well, I want you to understand that even, even though when you come to Christ, that doesn't mean you won't have any tribulations or you won't have any troubles. As a matter of fact, I think that we probably will. The Bible lets us know that some of these things will happen. But it, that doesn't mean because you're going through stuff that God still doesn't have the best for you. We can't just look at our circumstances and think this isn't God's best because God is refining you and working through you. But what I want to set, settle in your mind today is that God's best is for everyone. 
Now, we, that depends on us to surrender our life to Christ, but His best is for everyone. He wants to move in all of our lives. So I want you to stop thinking that it's not for you and today begin to understand it is for you. And Paul tells us in Galatians that when we function in God's best, then the fruit of the Spirit comes out of us. The things we read, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all these things, they begin to flow out of us. But what I want us to, to know today is this doesn't happen in our effort, but it happens in our flow. I, I was going to do I always want to talk about the hustle and the flow. I don't know why. I'm not hood at all. I'm pretty much, you know, just as uh, plain as you can get. But I just want to do it. Maybe I should have had Connor do something. You know, he's pretty uh, uh, hood like that. <laughs> that mustache. I'm glad he trimmed it up. It was looking just really unruly. <laughs> it happens in our flow. And uh, Jesus tells us, and I want to read this out of the message because Jesus gives us direction of what this, this life is like, this rhythm, the rhythm that we're supposed to live in. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, Jesus gives us this, and he tells us in the message, I want to read it. He says, are you tired, worn out, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is what Jesus has for us. This is how Christ has meant for us to live. I, I know I keep saying these things, but I just know today someone is being set free from a thinking that this life isn't for them. No, this is for you. This is for all who would call on the name of the Lord. So the way that we do this is step by step, walking with him. So I want to give you some steps today to flow in the fruitful life that God has for you. Four steps today. Number one, the F of flow, follow Jesus. This is the starting point of real life. We often build it up as like, you finally arrived, you made it to the end, you've given your life to Jesus, now you can just coast through this life and go to heaven. And I say, no, 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 when you hit and come to the place where you give your life to Jesus, you actually step in now for the first time, the life that you were really meant to live. This is the life that where Jesus said, recover your life. This is the life he's meant for you all along. So now you step into this. This is, this is the starting point. This is where we have to go first. We'll never step into the life that God has for us if we don't first choose to follow Jesus. Amen? And if you're not a believer today, if you're in here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I just want you to know that we're so thankful that you would be here, that you would come here. And if you don't give your life to Christ today, please keep coming back. You are welcome in this place. But I want you to know I'm going to share it every day because Jesus changed me. I can't imagine life without him. That's where my life started. Amen. Amen. If, you're, if you are a Christian today, you're like, Scotty, I've given my life to Jesus. I understand that. Well, let's be praying together then for those that haven't. Who is God leading you to? 
What friend or family member is God directing your path to? These needs right here on the stage, let's pray that they would open up their heart because see, the Holy Spirit, as we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is active already. The Holy Spirit is already drawing and convicting people of their sin. So let's be praying that he would be at work and we would see people come to know and follow Jesus Christ. This is what he has for you. Matthew 16, verse 24 through 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? We're not looking for self-sufficiency. We're looking for Jesus' sufficiency. You're never going to figure it out in yourself. You only figure it out on the road as you begin to follow Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus wants you. To follow him. The life that he has for us starts right there. The second thing, the L of flow, is listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. You know, you know, there are those people in life that when they say something, you listen. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if you remember this. I'm gonna date a lot of you. I know I'm getting older. I'll be 50 this year. So, you know, be praying for me that I can still, you know, still. I, I listen, I've converted my backpack to a 50-year-old backpack. I've got Tylenol in there. Um, I've got two pairs of readers. I'm not even joking because I get somewhere and I can't see anything, guys. Come on, be praying. You know that life. Shannon's with He's like, I understand. That life is real. Got a cool little toothpick holder. You need a toothpick? I got you. I think my next thing's going to be butterscotches and Werther's. I'm going to be ready to go. Come on. And, um, but, uh, but I, you know, I, don't, I, I remember this commercial and it said, you know, when E.F. Hutton talks, everyone listens. And I don't know if you remember. Do we have that? No, we don't have that. But there's this awesome commercial. That there was a, that people be talking and, 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 and doing all this stuff. How many of you remember that E.F. Hutton commercials? Oh, my people. Come on. Amen. And, and they, they, like, they, because they were, I think, investment group or something like that. And so people be talking and they said, well, they're chatter everywhere. And they'd be like, well, E.F. Hutton said, and everybody's like, oh. And it gets totally silent because when E.F. Hutton talks, everyone listens. Okay, anyway, so I started thinking about that. I think we, as Christians, right, if we've given our life to Jesus Christ, when Jesus talks, shouldn't we be listening? It's, I'm like, it's a, okay, let's just get into this. I mean, it's amazing to me when I talk to Christians, oh, I love Jesus, but I'm not really sure about the Bible. Well, that's one of the main ways he talks to you. So if you're not sure about it, you better get sure about it. Or you're going to be veering off on your own and doing your own thing. If we don't have that, then what do we have? See, because when I say listen to the voice of God, the, the voice of God speaks uh, through the Bible and the Holy Spirit. Now, he may use people. He may use, you know, dreams. He may use all these different things, but it always lines up with the Bible. It always lines up. And the Bible is what it's not. It hasn't went extinct. It, no matter what people try to do to fit it to their agenda, it is still the living word of God. It's what we need to live by. Come on. So the word, it's powerful, right? And as we read the word of God, may we remember that the whole Bible is the story of Jesus. We, the, the whole Old Testament is pointing to the need of a Savior. 
that we can't live and be perfect in our own. We need redemption. When we get into the Gospels, it's sharing the actual story of our Savior, who He is, what He's done, how He paid the price for us. After the Gospels, we see the launch of the church, which, by the way, is built upon the bedrock, the cornerstone of who? Jesus. We need to get into the Word of God. And as we get into the Word of God, it just so happens that Jesus Himself is also the Word of God. In John 1 and 1, He tells us, In the beginning was the Word, the Word is with God, the Word was God. Come on. You're like, man, you really like the Bible. No, I don't like the Bible. It's life. I have to have the Bible. It is how I hear from God. You'll talk to people sometime and they'll be like, well, I just don't know what I should do. I, you know, I'm praying about this situation. I'm like, have you read the Bible? I, no. Let's start there. And not only does he do that, he also speaks through the Holy Spirit. You know, it's interesting to me. Many of you have probably went through uh, job interviews. Our son just had, had a job interview. And, and when you go f- for a job interview, either on your resume or when you get there, you provide this, that they want, they want to have references. And what's interesting to me is like never, that, at least I haven't, and maybe you haven't, or maybe this is how you roll. If so, you, this, you, know, you might want to check out and change how you do things. You never put down your worst references. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this person, uh, they don't like me very much. Uh, I, they've actually slandered me on social media, but please feel free to go check them out for a reference for me. No, 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 no. You put down the best, right? You put down glowing reviews. And it's from someone that matters because when they, ch- when they check a recommendation, it matters who gives the recommendation. Amen? So when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, what we have to understand is the Holy Spirit comes highly recommended by Jesus. Now, I don't know, you know, I don't always get how the Trinity works, right? In our finite mind. I mean, Jesus is, a, hey guys, let me recommend the Holy Spirit. He's me, kind of, sort of, he is. But, you know, we're together, we're like brothers or whatever. The, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, who can really fully understand it? But he's under, it's part of God. Separate but equal. Okay, we're not here to talk about the, all that. But Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. He gives us reference to the Holy Spirit because it is part God and he, it's what we need to have all of what God has for us. Listen to what he says in John 14, 16 through 17. He says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. And if you're looking in the Amplified, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. Why would we not want to have the Holy Spirit fully active in our life? And he's to be with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. If Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, if Jesus is saying, when I leave, I will send him, I want all that he has for me. Amen? So let's listen to Jesus through the Word and through the Holy Spirit. And as we do, we keep this in mind as we go to point number three. Number three, the O, is open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. Open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. We have to ask ourselves, what is holding us back when it comes to wanting all that God has for us? Because I think there are times where we are, if we were just being honest, we're nervous about how that might disrupt how things have been going. 
well, this is kind of how my life is. It's kind of in this rhythm. We do this and we do that. So we're a little nervous what would happen if we just open completely up to the Holy Spirit, say, do whatever you want in our lives, whatever it means, whenever, wherever, however, whatever, move. If you want me to, if you want me to move, God, I'll move. If you want me to, to dig in here and serve and this, I'll do it, God. If you want me to, to speak to my friend, my neighbor, and invite them to church, I'm open. Just lead me, guide me, and direct me. Let's not be afraid because when we're fearful, we know that didn't come from God. That's not what he gave us. But let's act out of confidence, right? A sound mind. Let's ask God to move in our life. Pastor David gave us the challenge last week that during the week we just pray, Holy Spirit, I want all that you have. Fill me up. He talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, as we see in the, in, the, in the first part of Acts. A baptism in the Holy Spirit meaning submersion, just a feeling like your baptism being completely submerged. That's what we want for the Holy Spirit every day. I love it that he said it's an everyday occurrence. So let's just ask God to fill us up every single day. Let's open up our heart to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you up and move in your life. Amen? Come on, he wants to do it. Now, here's the thing. We can't bear the fruit of the Spirit if we aren't full of the Spirit. I know that's shocking. And here's the reason why. Because it's not the fruit of the flesh. It's not the fruit of your good works. It's not that. It's not that at all. It is the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? It, it belongs to the Spirit. So we have to be full of the Holy Spirit if we want to bear the fruit in our life of the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants for you. We have to want that in our lives. I was listening this week to a, to a, a story on, on YouTube. And the creator, Paul Vischer, the, the, I don't know if you know who, who this is, he created VeggieTales. VeggieTales, many of you, maybe that's where you've gotten a lot of your doctrine from. Um, you, make sure you go read the Bible along with that, because some of it's off. Uh, you know, um, I haven't read about the talking tomato yet. There was a talking donkey, but I haven't seen a talking tomato. And so he shares this awesome story about how they came to start VeggieTales. He wanted to have something that was clean and appropriate, and uh, he started in the like, early 90s. So he, it took a while for it to get going. And like they really started, they used vegetables to start out with because he said the animation to draw arms and legs was way too hard for him. So they did this. So it would go. And it just took off. And after about three or four years, it really started gaining traction. They come to a point where they were the largest animation studio in the U.S. I mean, they were just killing it. So he ended up making some some poor business decisions. Like he just, you could tell probably he was so creative, but maybe not geared for the business side of it. And in 2002, I think, or 2003, they went bankrupt and he pretty much, he had to sell all of, all of his designs, all of his, all the things about VeggieTales. He had to sell all of this. And he was talking about that time in his life and how it just, it was so hard, obviously left him empty and and he went and he listened to a message. He was at a, he was at a church service. And he listened, listened to a message about the fruit of the Spirit. And he said he recalled going home and talking to his wife. And he said, 
He said, I'm not sure I'm a Christian. And she's like, what are you talking about? And this guy had been a Christian for so long. And he said, as the, as the pastor was preaching today, and as he was talking about the fruit of the Spirit, I began to examine my life. And he said, I don't have that. He said, the things that he was talking about, none of them are being exhibited and coming out of me. He said, none of them are active in my life. Now, I'm not saying if you're at a place where you don't see these, that you're not a Christian. Don't get me wrong. But I do think it calls for examination. I do think it calls to say, am I really opening my heart to all that you have, God? Because it is the fruit of the Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, these things should be coming out. Not all at once. If you're new to Christ, it's going to take a while. We know our mind continually needs to be renewed. But he started opening up his heart. He started asking God, God, I want to be more open to what you have for me. I pray you give me the direction. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. And he said, over time, he began to see these things. Why? Because he opened up his heart. He said, God, I want all that you have. Because I want us to remember today that the, 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 the fullness and the fruit of the Spirit is not in our effort, but it's in our openness. That's why it's for everyone. Because it's not about how good you are. It's not about how hard you work. It's about how open are you to say, God, fill me up. And the fourth thing is the W, and that's to walk with the Spirit. The first three things that we talked about, they are all part of walking with the Spirit. If you're not following the F, following Jesus and saying, come into my life. I surrender my life to you. It's hard to really walk with the Spirit. If, if you're not listening, the L, to the voice of God, I'm telling you, you won't be directed, but He wants to direct you and lead you day by day. If you're not opening up your heart every single day, Come on, you might miss a day, I get it, we're not legalistic, but I'm saying a continual practice of saying I open up my heart to you, then it's going to be hard to get to number four, where you're actually walking with the Spirit. And that's what life is really all about. Have you ever thought we actually get to walk with God? It's not tangibly where you see God walking beside you, but we get to walk and be led by the Spirit of God, step in step. And here's what's amazing. This is how God meant for it to be from the very beginning. If we remember Adam and Eve, right? Before they sinned, before Eve messed up and threw her, I'm just joking. She did, but so did Adam. He's to blame as well. He's not just some, he had a brain. He could have thought for himself, right men? Here, Adam, eat this fruit. Ooh, fruit, good, eats, okay? It's probably because she was naked. That's what we, when women are naked in front of guys, they don't think of anything, and that was his wife. I won't go too far into it, but all the men knows it's true. You just turn into some babbling idiot. You don't know, uh, whatever, you give me food, I'll eat it. Yes, all right, good. But they, God meant for them to walk with him. They walked with God. Sin came in. And they no longer could do that. Thank God that Jesus came and made it where we could be reunited with the Father as we'd surrender our life with Him and so that we could actually walk with God. Amen? We get to do this. See, our ultimate goal is not to bear fruit. Our ultimate goal is not to bear fruit. Our ultimate goal is to walk with the Spirit of God. To walk with the Father. And then bearing fruit is this ama amazing byproduct 
of getting to do that. Can I get an amen? Come on, I want us to see that today. We get to do that. We're humans. We shouldn't even have the privilege of walking with God, but He's allowed it to happen. And when we walk with His Spirit, two powerful things happen. First, the fruit of the Spirit is produced. And secondly, the works of the flesh are destroyed. When we walk with the Spirit of God, the the, the fruit of the Spirit is produced and the works of the flesh are destroyed. Let me read in Galatians again. And I want to read verses 16 through 26. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. I love this. How does Paul say that you won't gratify the flesh? He doesn't give you five points and say, do all these things, then you won't gratify the flesh. What does he say? He said, walk by the Spirit. Come on. He says, walk by the Spirit. He gives us direction. See, we try so hard. We try so hard to stop doing the bad things that he even says we want to do. Even Paul, if you go read in Romans 8, I believe, where he's like, I don't do what I don't want to do. I do what I don't. He goes through all these things talking about his humanity and his flesh. Should we have safeguards in our life? Should we do, have wisdom and practice wisdom and when we know things have a grip and we shouldn't go to places where things that are, are a, a trip, would trip us up? Yeah, we should practice all that. But the main focus, if you want to have victory over the things that keep coming up in your life, then I say let your main focus be walking with the Spirit of God. Come on. There's some things you're not strong enough to defeat in yourself. You have to have the Spirit of God as your strength. Come on. Somebody needs to hear this today. There's been something that gripped your life for so many years. You've gotten so used to it. You've tried so many ways to stop it. Can I just encourage you, please, start putting your attention on the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to fill you up. Be open to Him. Walk with Him. And let Him begin to take control of those things. It says when you walk with the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Amen? We also try so hard to make the fruit grow. Come on, God, I need some patience. Hurry up, would you? You think you're doing good, then you go get in the car. And you get behind some idiot that wants to go 15 miles per hour in a 25. I know you probably don't call him idiot. I'm just being transparent today. 
And then I turn around and bless them in the name of Jesus because I feel bad that I called them an idiot. We try so hard to make the fruit grow. Again, how about instead we put our focus on walking with God? Walking with the Holy I'm telling you, you walk with the Holy Spirit. You walk in line with God. You'll look up and you'll be like, hold on a second. I'm, I'm more patient than, than I was. You, you'll start seeing these things, the fruit. I have joy. Joy is, being, is, is, is coming out of me where it didn't before. I tried to do all these things to myself, but it didn't work. So I ask you, if you're struggling, if you want to see, if you're struggling with things that have gripped your life, or you're like, I want to see the Spirit of God, the fruit of the Spirit flow out of my life, then I want to encourage you, start following Jesus. I want to encourage you to listen to the voice of God. Pray and let Him speak to your heart. I want to encourage you to open up your heart to all that the Holy Spirit has and begin to walk and step with the Spirit. That's the flow. When the fruit of God is, is coming out of your life, that's the flow Jesus was talking about. That's the rhythm of grace. That's the rhythm that's light. It's Him working you know the Holy Spirit as our counselor and, and the advocate is continually speaking to the truth of who Jesus is? When the world says, no, 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 you're going to be this or you're going to be that, or they don't, God doesn't really love you, the Holy Spirit, the advocate will rise up saying, that's not who Jesus is. Let me remind you of who he is. He's the one that will walk with you through everything. He's the one that wants you to be in relationship with him and he will give us direction. That word at the end where Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit, it actually means to be in line with, to stand beside a person, hold on to, agree with each other, follow what they're doing. I don't know if you've ever played follow the leader, but that's how we need to be with the Holy Spirit. God, you said do this in your word. I'm going to do it. You said this is how I'm supposed to look. I'm following your example. If you say do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be so close to you. I, I had a... You're just like, where the, if the Holy Spirit turned around, you should be right there, bumping into it. Oh, I'm not getting away. I'm not getting away from you. My life's going to look different. It's going to look like what you have. We're going to walk and step with the Spirit, and we're going to give our life to Jesus. Are you? And here's what's amazing: not only will you see a change in yourself, but I promise you, those people you're connected with, they'll start seeing a change in you. Because the fruit of the Spirit isn't just for you, it's actually for others. Because what is, what is culture telling people? The fruit of culture and what culture is saying is in opposition because it is a fleshly, it is a gratifying culture, and it's saying one thing, but when you, when you walk in with the fruit of the Spirit flowing out of your life, it's in contradiction to what the world has to offer. Come on. People need to see it alive in you. So today I want to encourage you, the fruit of culture versus fruit of the Spirit. See, the, the world and culture will spit out hate, but it says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Come on. The, the fruit of culture is depression, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, even in the midst of adverse situations. The fruit of culture is turmoil. People are in constant turmoil. You know what they need? The fruit of the Spirit. They need peace. The peace that guards our heart and mind, it says it's beyond our understanding. The fruit of the Spirit is, the fruit of the culture is rudeness, but the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. The fruit of culture is immorality, but the fruit of the Spirit is goodness. 
Come on. The fruit of culture is entitlement. Don't we see it everywhere around us? But the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. Come on, we need some faithful people. The fruit of culture is harshness, but the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. And the fruit of culture, we see it everywhere, is self-gratification. Do what feels good to you. Follow your own truth. But the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Come on. I'm thankful today that the fruit of the Spirit can flow through me and it can flow through you. And as it does, it can change not just our lives, but the lives of those around us. Amen? Can we thank God for His fruit today? Can we just clap our hands and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's for every one of us. And God wants us to flow in it. Amen? If you would, just close your eyes this morning. Hallelujah. being a part of the Summit Church podcast today. We pray that God used today's podcast to draw you closer to Him. You can stay in the know at Summit by following us on social media. Thank you again for being a part. This is the Summit Church podcast.